From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And with me today is Ryan McCrimmon, who covers the appropriations process for CQ. Thanks for joining me, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Well, here we are in March, midway through the current fiscal year, and Congress is facing yet another deadline to fund the government to avoid a shutdown. This time, current funding runs out on March 23, giving lawmakers barely three more weeks to come up with a catch-all spending package to fund the government through September, the end of the fiscal year. But writing a so-called omnibus bill is never easy. The mammoth legislation covers more than a trillion dollars in discretionary spending for the year. And that's enough money to trigger all kinds of battles over funding levels and policy fights. And Ryan, you've been looking at all the potential pitfalls that await appropriators as they try to get a deal on an omnibus package. So let's try to give folks a preview of the top policy fights we expect to see play out as, as spending negotiations proceed. What would you say are the top two or three? Yeah, I think there are two that really stand out, and one is immigration. Obviously, Congress has been consumed in the past month or so trying to figure out a path forward to uh, extend these protections for these, you know, around 700,000 young undocumented immigrants who were shielded from deportation by the Obama administration's DACA program, right? And the Senate didn't come to any sort of consensus on a deal that would include um, extending these protections and also a border security component. And a lot of lawmakers are now looking towards the omnibus, which is coming up in the next few weeks, uh, as sort of the next opportunity to take up uh, an immigration deal. And it could be as simple as a, as a straight extension of the DACA program, or it could be some broader uh, deal if they can somehow find the consensus that they were not able to reach before. So it's it's hard to imagine that doesn't also include President Trump's border wall, right? It almost certainly would. That's one of the main things that the White House is pushing for. And Democrats have, you know, they've shown that they're open to some funding for the wall if they get a good good enough deal on the immigration side of it. So uh, there is room for a deal, but they were unable to get the 60 votes in the Senate that they needed um, in February. So we're not it's it's unclear yet if they've got if they've made any progress and have enough support for some sort of bipartisan deal. Um, And the the other issue that's really popped up recently is guns. It's back in the headlines since the tragic shooting a few weeks ago in Florida. And there's been a lot of talk about potential changes to gun laws. Lots of different proposals have been floated, but that also sort of looks like a long shot that they'll pass some sort of separate bill, which, again, could leave lawmakers eyeing the omnibus as the vehicle to pass some at least incremental gun law changes. One of the ones that comes up every year when there's an omnibus or other spending bill is this uh, prohibition that effectively deters the CDC from conducting... That's the Centers for Disease Control. That's right. right. And they're effectively um, blocked from conducting research that could be used to potentially advocate for uh, gun control measures by this rider that's included in appropriations legislation every single year, going back decades. And every year, um, more and more lawmakers are sort of calling for ending this this amendment. And um, there's a lot of noise around it this time. And that, that will probably be one thing that Democrats in particular will will focus on when the omnibus comes around. So this is the amendment that effectively bars federal research into gun violence. 
That's uh, right. That's the way it's been interpreted. interpreted. And this is a longstanding appropriations amendment. It's, you know, Republicans who have typically opposed taking it away point out correctly that this, you know, this amendment's been in place under Democratic majorities and administrations as well. It goes back years. But recently, Democrats have really been the ones sort of pushing to repeal this, you know, this longstanding provision that in their eyes pretty much blocks the government from researching gun violence as a public health threat. So this has been a longstanding partisan fight, but it's it's it seems certain now to take a higher profile this year in light of the Florida shooting. Right? Yeah, it's it's back in the headlines already. I mean, I've gotten so many emails from different lawmakers putting out statements saying we need to get rid of this. The argument for it is basically let's let the government research gun violence as a public health um, threat. And the fact that one of the main government agencies in charge of protecting public health is sort of barred from doing this sort of research um, perplexes a lot of lawmakers. So that's that is one thing that they'll likely focus on. Now you're talking about the explosive politics of both immigration and gun control. Uh, it's possible, I guess, that so, that these things can get resolved before a spending deal gets done. How likely does that seem to be, or, or are we talking about inevitably a mega package that's going to tie funding to the government to some to some mega deal on these on these other issues? At this point, I think the latter sounds more likely than Congress being able to pass some sort of immigration deal or some comprehensive gun. Um, legislation separately. I mean, that's those things are really hard to do. Passing, you know, any controversial legislation is always so difficult that that's why these things always get tacked on to spending bills, which are must-pass bills. Um, all these issues sort of get rolled together uh, as as a way for leaders to sort of sort of shovel them through each chamber. So, but I if think, this all gets shoveled together, that's right. a pretty hefty package that has to be resolved by March twenty-three. Uh, does it? seem possible? Do you think that we have to face another stopgap temporary bill and this drags on? Or that, That's always possible. I think that the appropriators who are negotiating uh, this final spending, spending package, they seem confident that they'll be able to get it done before the deadline and will not need any more stopgap continuing resolutions. But it's always a safe bet to think that Congress will need a little bit more time, have to punt the deadline a little bit farther. So another con- continuing resolution is probably a 50-50 shot at this point. Okay. And give us just a quick rundown of some of the <clears throat> other policy fights that we, we should expect to see, because there's, there's certainly a lot of them. Yeah, there's some that come up pretty much every year. There's there's always a fight over Planned Parenthood, the Women's Health Organization, that um, anti-abortion lawmakers try to target basically every year when there's a spending bill, that'll that'll arise. Certainly, uh, Republicans had tried to defund Planned Parenthood, as they call it, through the repeal of the health care law, the 2010 health care law. But that those efforts obviously fell flat, which has left some conservative lawmakers eyeing spending bills again as the best avenue to uh, to to accomplish that goal. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be a big one. There, there's some more interesting ones like the even the subject of Russia's election meddling could be an issue. Some top Democrats have asked for funding to uh, p- to deter Russia from uh, meddling in the upcoming midterm elections. And there are also some policy riders that sort of relate to the to the probe into Russian election interference. 
Um, some Democrats have filed amendments that would effectively protect uh, Robert Mueller, the special counsel, from being interfered with by the Justice Department or the Trump administration in any way. And we think those are likely to meet Republican resistance? Certainly. Yeah. I mean, there's it's not, not likely that those will be included, but it's more that uh, Democrats may be pushing for things like that, and there, there will be a lot of chatter about those at least. Okay, and then tax fixes and all other things. Is that... Yeah, tax fixes could be in there. Some the, the first sort of big batch of corrections to the new Republican tax code um, that, that they— enacted in December. There's some glitches in the law that have been identified already. So basically, Republican tax writers are just looking for a new avenue to, to pass some of those corrections. So there's really a long list of things that could trip up a final spending deal uh, and possibly force passage of yet another temporary stopgap measure to avoid a shutdown. The talks kick into high gear now, and CQ will be covering it all for you, as always. My thanks to Ryan McCrimmon, our expert appropriations reporter, for joining me again. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ Budget Tracker editor. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ Budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And for more on this subject and other budget news, visit rollcall.com or cq.com. Or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at Roll Call. See you next week.